Thanks for calling Toyota. This is Jan. I just adopted a new best friend, and I'm looking for a Toyota so we can make the most out of summer. With a new RAV4, you can take your pup for a drive up the coast. You can take a Prius to the park. Or you can take a Tundra to kayak at a remote lake. One problem, Jan. Oh? My new best friend's a cat. Your summer starts here, but it all ends June 3rd. Toyota, let's go places. Dealer inventory may vary, so you're participating Toyota dealer for details. Visit your front-range Toyota stores today. Toyota, let's go places. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you as always by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use the promo code DNVR25. You'll save 25% off your entire purchase of that CBD infused, deliciously rich and potentially life altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. And on this episode, we discuss the series that could have been uh, the, we'll, we'll discuss the series that was but really here it was uh, the Colorado Rockies falling just short of being able to take the rubber match and therefore the series against the Los Angeles Dodgers here had them down to their final strike uh, that was it Carlos Estevez on the mound for the save uh, gets the comebacker from Corey Seager if he can get out of the way of that pitch there's two infielders right behind him we're going to field it ball game if he can field that Ball coming right back to him. Ball game. Can't. Little weird ricochet. Trey Turner drives in. The tying run with two outs in the ninth. Max Muncy with the big home run in the tenth. And that's your ball game. But Patrick, uh, hard to say you're you're disappointed in the way the Rockies showed in this series against the Dodgers. It was almost a repeat in so many ways of that opening series uh, to start the 2021 campaign right. where Rockies only got one of the four but played close every single ball game. Although back then, you, I don't think we really got the sense that, oh, this team is really belongs in this. But while the 2021 club here in September doesn't really belong in the same league as the Dodgers at home, 
they do. And we saw enough over the course of 150 plus games to suggest it doesn't matter what the backs of the players, uh, the playing cards say. It doesn't matter who's better on paper. Right here, right now, this should be two wins for the Rockies, only ones for one for the Dodgers. And so, in that way, it's completely different kind of bookends of the season. And they they don't get it done, but they they play masterfully and they put a nice little dent in the side of the Dodgers with the Giants coming up next. Yeah, and and we'll get into that. But like you were saying, I feel like at the beginning of the year, you know, we're going, man, yeah, you can say, hey, here were the numbers for the Rockies, but they 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 had some things go their way to make that series close. On the flip side here, the Dodgers had to have a lot go their way. Uh, they, they caught some breaks here, even if you look at things like, you know, just the run differential of the series. The fact that the Dodgers had to get two in extras. Uh, the Rockies were so bad in game one uh, with runners in scoring position. One base hit with runners in scoring position. Rockies take game one. Uh, one bad call from Ed Hidcox maybe in the eighth inning, and he had several, but one especially egregious one. Or like I said, Estevez fields that baseball. They sweep them right there on two things that you could flip, you know? So it's just like the, I do think that the Rockies outplayed the Dodgers over the last three days. I, I think that they were, they were took better at bats overall. I think their starting pitching was better overall. And it's not like the bullpen was awful there in those runs that, you know, were given up late by Chassin and, and Estevez and then Gilbert today, even the way Gilbert bounced back the first pitch he throws and it's the ball game. And, and you feel like it almost certainly is, but he did, get the three outs after that with little so you just go man they played so well <laughs> and it, it felt it, it didn't it didn't feel quite how that should have gone down i gotta say no it literally as you kind of laid it out if it wasn't for the line drive to estevez you felt really good about him being able to close it out and that was the difference right there and once you get into extras i mean you look up and down you know who the dodgers had still available you know going late yeah. into the game where they had Three all-stars and Albert Pujols. We know he's not Albert Pujols of 10, 15 years ago. Sure. But he's still Albert Pujols. He did the damn thing on Friday night with the extra inning, um, you know, single. So you can't discount him. All-star this year and Chris Taylor was still available. And so they they just had these guys, Will Smith, who we know is going to be a perennial all-star. So they had all these options. And they go to extra innings. They already used Kenley Jansen. And yet... They can still respond with Blake Trinan, who right. is a closer for all intents and purposes. Right. They still have Corey Knable, who's been a closer with the Brewers in the past, and so and Bruce Dargraderall too. Like, right. let's you just not look forget at the guys they him. were pulling. Every single person they pull out of the bullpen's got like a three forty ERA at worst, and you're just like, what the hell? How do you have all these dudes? But a hundred percent, and and even then, even then, Patrick, I thought, okay, the the Mac Mun- Max Muncy ball goes over the wall, and you go, shit, guys ball game but tough tough one but ball game but that wasn't really the ball game charlie blackman leads off the bottom of the 10th base hit you can get some uh yeah you got another one there you got a, a walk out of trevor story and then runners first and do you third. want to talk about that i I, I I do a little like bit the, the strategy I, in I, that. it yeah. was strange it 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 did it went down the the exact way you you didn't want you it don't to want there yeah with the, with the game ending double play but as you set it up right you had a guy on first and third right. Tapu is on third base right uh, even before that Bud Black makes um, it's only interesting because you realize it after the fact where 
you you leave in both Blackman and Diaz, and you take out Rogers, who was the last batter up, and you insert the pitcher there, which right. means in the tenth, one of the interesting wrinkles of the whole California tiebreaker rule right. is whoever made the last out is on second base, except in the case when it's the pitcher spot. So Lucas Gilbert doesn't go out to second base. You have to look, and now Ramel Tapia is now out on second base, which right. is an upgrade over Brendan Rodgers. Right. So you've got that, and you get first and third, whichever story. Do you steal second base? Right. And even the first pitch <sighs> that Trinan threw, McMahon barreled up. It hit a screaming line drive. It just happened to be right at, not right at the center fielder, but it, it, it was a catchable baseball. So yeah, you've got first and third, one out. Not only that, Trinan's thrown four straight. Well, he's thrown six, six. straight out of the zone because he walked Trevor on four pitches. He's missed wildly to C.J. Crone. And then the Dodgers did something that, quite frankly, was both brilliant and a little bit kind of chitty. I did not like that. I, yeah. I, I I wouldn't have liked this at all because they, they called a mound visit, and then they took way, way too long on any kind of normal mound visit. You're going, what's going on? And then they, they must have ha- said something about he's not feeling right. He seemed to be complaining about the landing spot. That's what it looked like he was pointing at to me. I, I'm just guessing there. But... He got to throw three or four warm-up pitches as though he had just gotten the ball ricocheted off him or something, as though there was some kind of injury concern. And there was no Nothing reason happened. there was no reason to believe he was he got three or four and and remember, he had just thrown six straight out of the zone. This guy could had lost the feel and he got those warm-up pitches right there. And I was like, How is this allowed? I, like Yeah, I, I would be very curious to find out what the conversation was. Because if you if you're Dave Roberts, you go out and say Something's not right with my guy here. Okay, that's that's true. He just threw six straight balls. <laughs> I can see that. In a really big spot in a tight ball game here in the 10th. And the ump should go, okay, what is it exactly? Or does he not get in that argument? I, I don't know right. exactly what was said. Right. If he just says... He's not looking right. Can he? Can he get a couple here? He's he's looks a little he's a little off. Yeah. Right? Or what? What are the key words that you can use yeah. that are both true and do not suggest that you're making up an injury? Right. Right. And that you can get away with. Right. Gets him back on track. I, I was beginning to think that maybe Roberts wanted to load the bases for Sam Hilliard, and that way, maybe have a better option of sure uh, of a double play potentially and. Any number of or even just a, combinations. a not pitching to the guy who's obviously been the Rockies' best hitter. I think all he was year. nine for fourteen going into that in the set, plate yeah. appearance, and CJ Crone um, kept him to, to no home runs, which again can't stop him. Only ho- can hope to contain him, which they definitely <laughs> right. were able to do. So right there, again, you you don't want to throw him a strike. So I, I thought there was a chance that they would maybe want to load the bases, but. Yeah, that was that was kind of a bummer that you weren't able to get story going. I mean, you could have take the chance, maybe you do go for a double steal at that point, but even if that happens, it's going to be a 7-6 ball game. Now there's nobody on base with CJ Crone up there maybe in a 2-1 count or yeah. with two strikes on him. Whatever it is, but I, I would have liked to I'd see have, a little more I would have sent story. I would have sent story Same. to try to stay out of the double play, but I get there were a lot of people saying Crone's got to take that pitch and you're in a tough spot there as a hitter. There's two things. Either one, this guy can't find the zone and so you've got to make him throw you a strike before you engage at all. And I get that logic and a lot of people go by that. But the other thinking is this guy's thrown six straight out of the zone. He's just looking for a strike, which means he might just put one right over the plate. And the fastball he threw was a little low, a little away, but hittable. You fire at it. I get what Crone's thinking there. I'm getting a fastball. 
Let me hit this thing. That's tough, though, to to hit into a double play when a guy's really searching for it. You bail him out on one pitch. That's that's a tough pill. If this was a, a competitive, if these were games where the Rockets were fighting for a wild card spot, we'd really be breaking that down even harder as it is. You just go... Uh, as, as Mark said here in the comments, frustrated about this series loss and didn't think I would be, right? If we told you coming in, Rockies will get one here. You go, all right, cool. And that one will be really great. And they'll play them close. And the other two, you'll be great. But boy, it really felt like they outplayed them, especially today. And even the, like, Trey Turner had a check swing. It, these are the little things. Them getting the extra pitches. The the call against uh, Chassin and the A.J. Pollock at bat. All of the little things that had to line up for the Rockies to lose. First that game. inning, Brennan Rogers with the I think it was the first inning, right? It was a right. foul tip. He hit a foul and ball it into hit the dirt. The ground. I mean, we heard it from the press box. Right. And He's, I didn't get a good shot in the replay, but it clearly we heard it. Yeah. It, yeah, it was clearly uh, a ball that went in the dirt and, and Bud even came out and uh, that was that. Yeah. And you don't see Kyle Freeland do what he did today in demonstrably on several occasions getting into it with the umpire, including once verbally. He had two times, one time where he just, he did this, this number. We were pointing, is that up? Is that, is that what that's supposed to be? And then he had a couple of the big arms. He had the big arms move a couple of times. (laughs) But there was one at bat where he just, I hadn't seen Kyle ever, ever, ever do this. In fact, I can't remember the last time I've seen a Rockies pitcher walk off the mound and start yelling at an umpire. Like, you don't see pitchers do that very often. Ed Hickox was terrible today. We'll get the numbers. I'll tweet them out or whatever. Um, I don't have all the stats right in front of me. Anyone who follows me on Twitter saw how many of them there were. He, but made, the, he had a make-up call, scores, too, which you, is good on one hand, but, but still, yeah. you just got to be better. You just got to be better. And in a game that goes extras, when you basically, the inning should have been over. The eighth inning should have been over. And they get an extra run after on the very next pitch. That's that's about as bad as a ball strike call can get. Remember, I've said in the past that you know umpire mistakes ought to be treated a lot like player mistakes, errors and stuff. Ed Hickox basically had a performance today where he went over three with three strikeouts and two errors. It was just bad. <laughs> I think I think it is frustrating for the Rockies to have lost two out of three in this series. And I know there's folks out there saying, "Well, no, this is good." This is going to help you get a better draft pick and all that. And all those things are true. And we'll sure. break that down all offseason. And we'll we'll talk about you know the benefits to strategically losing. Or again, putting a good product on the field, but not one where you're trying to win and grind out every single game. We understand that argument. But at the same time, here we are at a point in which there's going to be no transactions. There's there's nothing that can be done. The teams right. that um, you know made, made trades at the deadline, you got your... Your Cubs and your Nationals, who were better than the Rockies in the win-loss record, they've now slipped to worse, which means now they're getting better draft picks. Uh, and there's still some spots that are fluctuating there in the middle. We'll see. Are the Rockies going to be ninth again? Are they going to be 10th? Will they slide all the way back to the 13th pick? Like, that's kind of all done and, and, and set in, in, in motion. Right. So you just want some entertainment at this point because, really, there's not going to be too much difference between that 12th and 13th pick and it sucks to say that because again we've and, and we don't I, mean, I wrote agree. about it the other day I, yeah. I threw down the values there's basically a, a two million dollar difference between the 10th pick and the 13th pick and right? there's a and much so bigger difference like, going from the third or fourth pick right to the 12th that's pick. where 
But again, yes. we're past that point. We <laughs> right. can't they, live in the past. They and it's frustrating. Get the third pick, right. We'll talk about it in the off season, but I've I've just gotten to a point where kind of throwing my hands up, I think, and and again, we whatever we say and whatever we write about isn't necessarily going to impact the front office. So hey, let's we watch the baseball you never games. Know. Let's enjoy if, some if things. If we say Starling Marte enough. <laughs> Is that not how it works? No. You can't you can't just say Hey. How many times did I say CJ Crone? Sure, it took him several years. Uh, I, I feel like so. Careful I, what you wish a, for. Do you enough. want Starling Marte when he's thirty six years yeah, old? Yeah, three years from now. <laughs> yeah, that's a you know what maybe. So maybe. I, so I think you just embrace it, right? I think you yeah. just embrace it and say, hey, go out there, beat those Dodgers, hang around with them. Maybe that means something. You know, I'm I'm working on a piece and we've talked about it before. Thomas Harding wrote up something briefly about the Rockies minor league affiliates in the postseason. And you go, and eh, win-loss record doesn't necessarily mean that much. Look at the teams that Nolan Arenado was on when he was in the minor leagues and Trevor Story. They didn't win any championships. You know, it, it didn't necessarily mean anything. So it's not a big deal, except it can be a big deal. Right. And it was a big deal for that 2014 Asheville team. And so I think much like that kind of added up to something later on down the road, these games can add up to something later on down the road. And again, what's done is done and and everything's been set into work. So you know what? Embrace it. Enjoy it. Get your ass to the ballpark. Enjoy Larry Walker's uh, retirement ceremony. Number 33, get one of the coolest bobbleheads that I think they That's may have dope. ever released. That's, That's coming on Saturday. They're giving out a dope pin on Sunday. And no, we're not getting paid by the Rockies to say this. It's no, just fun. It's just good stuff. Go man. out there. It, have a good time one last time because we didn't know what was going to happen in 2020. We didn't know that you know fans weren't going to be able to come out to the ballpark. No we idea. don't know what's going to happen with the CBA. No for idea. Next, for, for next year, could it be a delay? We might not start until May 1st. And, and Who enjoy knows? Enjoy this team while you've got it. One enjoy of the things it. I do love about you know, sports and, and even when there's like turnover and, and all of those things, this is the last time this Rockies team is ever going to play together. They're not going to be the same next year. There's, it just doesn't happen ever. Even people think they never make any moves at all. Look at the Colorado Rockies roster three years ago. It's completely Ooh. different people. <laughs> you even, know, there's a, even two. You're like, yeah, you squint. There's a lot of different guys, right? Enjoy Trevor's story while he's out there and while you've got him. All of those kinds of things. But, yeah, th- this version of the team that's been wildly entertaining. Uh, people here in the comments, uh, uh, like uh, my mother and Mark, talking about getting Bueller and Scherzer. All right, let's talk into that. Let's let's get into this. Let's toast our Breck brews for some individuals who had some great stuff today. Of course, you know, you can get a bigger Breck brew down at the DNVR bar if you're a member of the family. Subscribe today at the DNVR.com. You get access to all the written content, content discounts on hats and shirts. Uh, this much larger beer, as I mentioned down here at the DNVR bar, access to our Discord channel. You get a free shirt when you order the annual. You get all kinds of fantastic stuff. Uh, you get to come and hang out with us. If you're a football fan, you want to tailgate, uh, you can come and get on the, the bus. All kinds of stuff. Come out for trivia night. I mean, you can come to trivia night if you're not a member of DNVR, but you won't get nearly as many high fives. Is that really what you want? Is that what you want out of your life? So subscribe today at the DNVR.com. Get your Breck Brew at your local King Supers or uh, liquor store. And as our guy Will here in the comments has mentioned with one of his coworkers, get your Hassle Cattle Company beef order in, man. Get that Hassle Cattle Company done. I love that they get in the, the, those boxes, the big boxes. It's always a great day when that shows up at your house. You get the big box Hassle Cattle Company. It's like Christmas, and you get 
There's some burgers in there, some steak, ground beef, ground chuck, the bacon. Like you almost have to hide the bacon from yourself so you don't eat it all right away. Put some in a different freezer if you've got it. Use promo code DMBR10 to get 10% off. And you'll get free shipping if you order over $200. I, I never lie to you about nothing, folks, but especially not about my beef. I don't, I don't mess around with that stuff. And I do not buy beef at the grocery store anymore. Get it from Hassle Cattle Company. 100% positive reviews. So check them out today at H-A-S-S-E-L-L-CattleCompany.com. Got to beef up on the Wagyu and the bacon. Mm, yeah. You know, before we talk about the starting pitchers, you said could be one of the last times you see Trevor Story. That, that's, that should be enough of a reason to go out. It really should To be. the ballpark. And that moment, you know, say we will about Nolan Arenado and curtain calls or not. That final day, that Wednesday against the Washington Nationals, that could be it. Could what, be. What's the reaction in his last at-bat or in his first at-bat to open the game? A standing ovation for everything yeah. that Trevor's story yeah. has meant. Yeah. Last night's game. You know, there there was a, a big play. I thought he was going to hit a, by the way, I thought he was going to hit a two-run game-tying jack today. And they walked him on four, so. He's due this weekend yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to He's, have a big one. There's a big moment coming, right? But in Saturday's game, a very strange double play that resulted in an RBI. Oh, right. Which I've never personally seen. Never seen it before. Before, but it was Blackman and Story kind of link up on this weird backdoor play. A little Jeter-esque. Right by by story there, uh-huh. story gave the credit to Blackman and their chemistry and knowing and having this wherewithal and those two guys like that's the thing they're the last two guys on the offensive side. The final them, vestiges. Yeah, seeing them bat one right after another, third and fourth, fourth and third, and man, that's that's a reason to, to get down to the ballpark and just enjoy it and have have one last goodbye because yeah. you you just never know. What happens with, you know, Charlie Blackman's getting older too. Yeah. You don't know. No. You don't know. You You, never know. Speaking of things that you never know, apparently you never know when Rymel Tapia is going to hit a home run. (laughs) Because I never know. That's right. You can't know. He's only got six this year. He hit his sixth today. We should have been talking here about it being a game winner, essentially. Uh, Because boy, oh boy. As much as, you know, and we're still comments on fire about uh, costing these guys the Cy Young Awards, potentially. But still, Scherzer's in line for probably, you know, six innings, three earned runs, probably, if Tapia doesn't. You know, which is the worst start I mean, he's even had. even better. It. But, like, if he's not right, you right. go, oh, hey, they got three runs they off of Scherzer. scratched Pretty good. three runs against him. And they needed a hit from Kyle Freeland with two outs to do it, too. So you're like, oh, okay, wow, they, they, they snuck him. They snuck up on Max Scherzer a little bit. But then Tapia gets him for the two-run jack, and it's five runs and five innings. And just the pose, the flip. Uh, we've talked about it before, and, and of course, you know, I, I, we can get deeper into why he's been bad since coming off the IL. But he's been bad since coming off the IL. He Ground ball out. Yeah. The last 24 hours, of it. it was 0 for 5 just, last night. Yeah. Actually, no, he was 0 for 4, four ground outs. Yeah. And then... A couple of web gems against him, but still, you, it's like he he had one where he hit a, a low liner to first base that got caught that just off of the dirt, bat. yeah. And and he just turned, and it was like you could see he just wanted he just wanted to break everything. He wanted to break his bat, his helmet, he wanted he to take off his one. shoes. And I like, just can't believe that. And I'd message you right before this, like yeah. Right he's, before this is, I didn't I respond because I, I was like, I didn't make like, any statement other than he's hit 
all yeah, ground has, ball outs. He hadn't hit the ball out of the infield. Right. Because he had all the line drive, ground not a ground ball. ball. But he hadn't hit the ball out of the infield in his previous seven at-bats in the past 24 hours. Right. And he hits the home run and has the wherewithal or cojones <laughs> to speak. You know, if, if he's listening, I know yeah, right. you had the cojones to just stand there. Oh. And, like, he lost his balance for a oh. second and his back foot. And he steadied himself, and he held it Mm. the entire time off the facade of the second deck. Nearly even came close to hitting the Larry Walker, covered number 33. If you're going to Friday's game, go out and look. You can see the spot that it's got a black drapery over it. It is ready to be revealed. So, yeah, I I was impressed with Tapia. He needed that. I think that's just a good little pick-me-up, a thing to to just lift him into the offseason. Hopefully he can have a couple other good memories, too. You know, Buddy's talked about the integrity of, of the end of the season. You wrote, you know, a fantastic article. Make sure you check that out on the DNVR.com. That's why you subscribe is for the insight of guys like uh, Drew Creaseman here. And mm-hmm. not Drew Goodman, Drew mm. Creaseman. Ah. And, you know, about playing all 162. There was even a question asked to Kyle about uh, at the end of, I think it was the 2018 season, when Dodgers, Rockies are battling and the Dodgers are maybe – pissing and moaning about hey wait a minute you guys are playing the nationals scherzer's gonna pitch the final game of the season right he better and you know and so again there there's this factor of you got to play it out so charlie's going out there every day i thought he pulled his hamstring on tuesday night and he's come up a couple times you know limping we saw stevez stick around there in the game marquez is a little burnt out i think after you know a 60 game season last year and those guys are still going out and grinding and i think tapia is one of those guys he's grinding too maybe have some you know a little a little of those niggling injuries And he's he's still going out there, so the you got to give him credit. On the leg, I I didn't notice that as much in the last, and maybe he's had it on there since coming off. But he's clearly not healthy. Somebody sent me a thing about Herman Marquez and dead arm, and I went, "Oh right, I hadn't thought about dead arm in a minute." And that's exactly what this looks like. And so, I, I'm with you. It's like even with these guys, you know, even with their best players not necessarily playing well, they're still out here battling uh, down to the final out in these games against the Dodgers who need it for their season. But that was a great moment from Tapia. So remember now, of the six home runs he's got this year, he's got one off Scherzer, one off DeGrom, one off a Walker Bueller, one that was a walk-off. I don't know what the other two were. I'd have to look them up. But those are just the four that I remember. But having DeGrom, Bueller, and Scherzer on his resume for home runs this year is hilarious for a guy that does not hit home runs. Um, That's impressive. That's an impressive thing to have on your resume, for sure. It really is. It's kind of weird, but uh, it was also something he did really well in the minors that I always paid attention to. He hits good pitching. Uh, Rangel Tapia's got a four. Do you remember that? Rob, I think Tapia's got like a 470 batting average against uh, Clayton Kershaw. You know, stuff like that. Like, you just... Scherzer, very poor ERA at Coors, even entering today. So, uh, if you know if you're following us at... At DNVR underscore Rockies on Twitter or either of our individual accounts, you'll know that the Rockies are probably going to be out on Max Scherzer with yeah. his uh, <laughs> six-plus ERA. Kale, what do you think? Max Scherzer started the All-Star game, but he's got over a six ERA at Coors Field. Forget about him, right? Out. out. See, Kale's out. He's a baseball guy. He knows. Well, yeah, totally out on Max Scherzer. Totally in. Well, no, not totally in, but more in and more than I thought I would be, actually. I took a deep dive into the numbers last night. Talk about an interesting one. Sam the Man Hilliard. In fact, he's our, he's our guy today, right? He's our draft king of the game. It could have been Tapia if, he had, if the game winner holds up, but a three for four, drives in a run. 
with a double, which was interesting because it was only his sixth. He's got 12 home runs, only six doubles. Um, <laughs> he usually hits it higher than that. That's, that's similar uh, to with Dom Nunez where he can't hit singles. Right. Only extra base hits for him. But since we're comparing him to people, now, since he's come back from AAA, stick with me here. This is going to sound a little ridiculous at first. Sam Hilliard has basically been a very poor man's Joey Gallo. Now, big name. Here's the big difference. Joey Gallo walks a ton and Sam Hilliard does not. Other guys you could compare him to, but it's not quite as direct. There's guys like Javier Baez, who doesn't walk a ton, strikes out a lot, hits home runs. But essentially, there's these guys that I make fun of on this podcast all the time. <laughs> Joey Gallo, Javier Baez, Brandon Lau. Uh, this season, Matt Chapman has been one of these guys for Oakland. He's striking out a ton. Um, again, I'll have the specific numbers for you in an article. Subscribe to the DNVR.com. Sam Hilliard has been on a 30 to 32 home run pace since coming back from AAA. Hasn't played every day, so that's a big that's a big part of it, right? But he's basically putting up that 200 batting 200 on basing 300, slugging 500 line that these that these guys have made so popular, the the Gallows and such of the world. Uh, Adolis Garcia has a line that's very close to this, hitting just over 200 on basing over 300, but slugging the crap out of the baseball. And that's what Sam Hilliard has been for about 55 games now. So not a huge sample size, but something. And ripping a double off of Max Scherzer today, and we remember too, he's gotten good pitching. He's gotten Josh Hader. We've gone over that list before. But I'll, I'll tell you, Sam Hilliard's gone from, man, isn't it nice and isn't it cool? And then, you know, obviously with his dad passing, wasn't that a beautiful story to, man, isn't that a guy that you're excited to see come up to the plate in a big moment because he might drive in a run off of Max Scherzer when you need it? Yeah. He hit, you know, decisive homer Wednesday night's game. Yeah. Came off the bench with a hit, stayed in, had a walk. So he he had a, a pretty solid series. Uh, in fact, I asked Buddy uh, about that in the post game, and you know, again, nothing, nothing but praise and some of the adjustments that he's been able to make. And you know, of course, it was very disappointing that you know he's on the I twenty five shuttle uh, as it were down to Albuquerque, kind of going back and forth. But you hopefully you know he has unlocked something, and he's and if it's not with the Rockies, you know, there are teams salivating and saying, hey, this is a this is a poor man's Joey Gallo. We'd love to insert a guy like that anywhere around our outfield because he can also guy can also play center field really well. Has a right. fantastic arm, plus arm, right. and so you know has a lot of upside. Just has to really work out some things and maybe just be a little bit more consistent. And you know, I think he can have that opportunity with the Rockies here going forward. So he's definitely he's definitely worth you know, rostering here going forward. And um, there's going to be uh, a mild crunch in the off season. Like there always is. And the crunch is probably more having to do with some of the prospects that uh, are going to need to be protective as a, you know, so that they don't get exposed yeah, to the rule five draft. Space. I think but they've they're got okay. Space. Yeah. And, and there's not huge prospects. It's just guys that have upside that you could go, man, this guy could get plucked. He's, he's a year, the year or two off like hell. Chris Oliveira's he's still only down in high a, so he's got a way to go, but he had to be protected. But you got to protect. And him, yeah. so uh, it would be a shame if, you know, Hilliard, 
you know, was was lost uh, for that. But I think I think he's on the right side. I think there. he's earned. Yeah, he's done enough here. That's right. In in you know the final couple weeks of the season, with all things considered, too, he's going to play ball down in, in Mexico this off season. So he's going to continue to you know to work on a couple things and. Um, and it'll be exciting to see if he can really put it together. You know, that's been the story of so many of these Rockies guys who aren't young. They're just inexperienced. And we can say, okay, this guy, finally, his first 162-game season. You essentially can say that about Ryan Maltapia. You can finally kind yep. of say that about True. Ryan McMahon. True. Brendan Rodgers, you can't even fully say that. It's just his first full season. Yeah. Right, because he didn't come off the I.L. until May and didn't really get rolling until second or third week of June. Right. So, and that's and that's a frustrating thing where you, you maybe want the Rockies to give these guys opportunities a little sooner than later. But we might be seeing that change. Ryan Feltner. He got you know the call up was able to yeah Bill make Smith's two been a bit more aggressive Ryan with the young players we're seeing now yeah. right and Colton Welker 22. who uh, would have been ready much earlier in the season yeah. despite the suspension and so didn't really play that much uh, since coming off the suspension but is up here and in, in the big time and so you like to see that so that could be a positive change going forward for the franchise. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And and there are a lot of these guys who they can just kind of have around and and Sam Hilliard's one of them where. You know, I, I've been talking a lot. I still think you're targeting outfield in, in free agency. I still want, I think that's where you get your offensive punch is in the outfield. But having guys like Tapia and Hilliard around who you go, okay, cool. You know, if we don't have a star at that spot, at least we know we've got a guy who we know what he can do. If it's Tapia, you know, you're getting consistent contact, good defense and base running, and the hope that the contact gets even better with Hilliard. It's the opposite. You're you're dealing with the thirty percent strikeout rate, and and but you're getting you're still getting the good defense and base running. That's where that's where it's great. Is those guys bring all those tools, and you hope that he makes just enough contact that he really can stay on a thirty home run pace. That's a valuable fourth outfielder to have if that's what he ends up as. So do you think? So you're right. I think they are going to target uh, an outfielder just to at least bring some stability. Yeah, and be a big name. But just target some stability. It's like what you saw in 2020 with Kevin Pillar. Stability out in center field. Yeah, yeah. Does that mean we could see a trade of an outfielder? Because you've got a lot. You you don't yeah. have a definitive star outfielder. You've got, you know, Charlie Blackman you want to see five, six days a week. Tapia, yeah, Charlie's you still kind of want to see five, six days a week. Yeah. And you're going to have the free agent. So right. what do you do with Daza? Hampson, who we know we can play other positions, right. but Ryan Vallade is now an outfielder, and I still feel like I'm forgetting one or two guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. The outfield depth is there. For me, I don't think any of those guys is going to net you. Like if yeah, if you can get like a quality reliever, you're not going to get a lot. That's but the thing is, you're still, not gonna are get they going to make them? Are they going to make a move on a shot and go, hey, here's Maybe our Robert Stevenson I, so for 2022? Potentially, yeah. If you if you can la- if you can go get yourself another Robert Stevenson or something like that. For sure, try to do that. Uh, I, I though, again, I'm of the opinion that like depth is really important, and especially important for the Colorado Rockies, right? Like uh, w- with the altitude and, and all of the things that go on with that, and with the DH coming, I think that that actually opens up an extra spot for you because I think you know Charlie's going to be your primary DH next year, and so uh, I think if you go and sign one Starling Marte and he's your center fielder next year. 
and you're looking at you know Tapia, Hilliard, Daza, Valade, but you can't be too married to any of those guys too soon because none of them are, are anything yet. And you love that Valade and Hampson can play infield as well. So you're like, okay, that that's interesting. But I don't think you're getting a lot in a return right now for Hilliard or Daza or Tapia. And so in that case, you need those guys. You need an above average fourth outfielder. Why not make it a guy who has 30 home run pop or a guy who strikes out 13% of the time where if you need a, a, a pinch hitter late in a game, runner at second, nobody out, Tapia He's not going to hit the ball over the wall, but six times a year, you better hope there's an elite pitcher on the mound if you need him to hit a home run. But a ground ball to second, you can get that nine times out of ten. <laughs> you know that. So there, I think those guys have value for your team that, you know, like you said, if you find the right reliever, and reliever is the only thing I'm, I'm really moving position players for at this point, right? Because they need the all the offense they can get. So you find the right reliever, yeah. Other than that, I'd roll with the depth and hope you can sign that relief pitching, but that'll and, all come down to what's available in free agency. And that's going to be the way it yeah. goes. If they can get a veteran outfielder, you're saying a poor man's Joey Gallo or Joey Gallo with warts. Or, and again, it's not even th- yeah. Joey Gallo from a distance with warts. Yeah. You're like, wow, I can see the warts this far away. Ooh, what's going to happen when I get up close? But there's still potential. It's there. It's going to be, you know, poor man's. Craig Kimbrell, which is, you know, now we're, now we're talking about a guy sure. that I think is, is going to be a future Hall of Famer. Right. But again, a, a poor man, insert really successful reliever. Can is I, it a Blake Trinan? You know, is it a, a Andrew Kittridge with, with Tampa Bay? Whatever it is, it's going to be a dinged can that's a little beat up. It's going to be a, some bruised grapes. But you go, uh, that's okay. Fresh start. We, we're betting on our ability yeah. to... To improve this guy and, and fix his can I give fix you, warts and all. Can I give you and the people a little sourced information right now? Can I give, give you a, give you anonymous give anonymous sourced information? I have it on good authority. Mark Melanson would be more than happy to pitch for the Colorado Rockies if they were to make him a fair offer. In fact, I have it on good authority that he'd like to pitch here if the opportunity arose. For those of you that don't know, Mark Melanson is both very good and from. Colorado. Golden. And the golden boy. Yeah. So, you know, now he's having a very good year. And That's the problem, right? He and the Padres are going to be interested in bringing him back. And the, they may, you know, have the money to. The, but the Rockies will have the money to spend. This is the thing we know. They have money to spend. It's just what are they going to choose to spend? I don't spend know that it they are. We'll talk about There's it. There's no possible Not a ton. way. No, Not the, a ton. They, they've only got the Colorado Rockies only have two players on contract for next year making over $10 million. That's it. Mm-hmm. Two. So uh, unless they spend. Freeland, Sensatella are going to be. Well, you want to bring back John Gray, don't way you? Way less. He's going to be over 10. Now that could add. That, this, is, this is what I mean. Like bringing in new blood. They're they're gonna have a lot less. Than well, but you that's might what. Think. The, but that's exactly what I'm talking about. What are you spending that money on? We're starting with what's actually spent. Now, do you choose to spend it to bring back John Gray or Trevor Story or go get Mark Melanson? But that money still is going to be spent somewhere. It's not just not going to be spent. Alfred, is it like not this? Possible. I don't think the roster is gonna look terribly different at the end of this year to next year. We're gonna see maybe two names that you go okay that's kind of who they brought in like like with cj crone you go okay he was 
a somewhat I think there's significant. going to be quite a bit more coming. than that, but we, we, we can do that. Oh, we can, yeah, we we can do that in the offseason. The point three is to they've, four they've months got to talk about that. like a hundred million dollars to spend. <laughs> like, like they've literally like they, they've got just their entire budget to decide what to do with. So, you know, if they spend it and all on their own guys, okay. But if they want the, the point here is, yeah, if they, if they want a guy like that. So that would be uh, that would be fascinating and, and interesting if they were to go after someone like that. Which again, I'm not sure spending big money in the bullpen is a good idea. But uh, let's see what it could actually could actually cost you there. Speaking of good ideas, always a good idea to get hooked up with our friends at Solace Meds. You know they got a location right down the street from us here at the DNVR Bar. They got one in Wheat Ridge. They got one in Fort Collins. They're absolutely awesome. You can get some great stuff from them. Their bud tenders are super knowledgeable, whether you're looking for flour, concentrates, drinkables, edibles, non-psychoactive stuff like CBD and CBN. They'll treat you like family. They'll take care of you. They'll hook you up with 20% off when you use the promo code DNVR20. You can go in in person and order. You can go online. Solace Meds. It's S-O-L-A-C-E meds.com. And again, it's promo code DNVR20. Really, really great stuff. Appreciate them out there. They got specials going on all the time. Uh, and like I said, super knowledgeable people who can send you in the right direction. So check them out today. And also, don't forget to check out our friends at... Oh, nope. That was the wrong one. Oh, I just got rid of all my... You got a my, lot of friends, Drew. We do. Uh, Green Lots Mountain Dental it is. It's Green Mountain Dental today. Put, hey, they're uh, our friends. They are our friends. They are putting smiles on all of our faces. They they very much treat you like family. I know I, I said that about our friends at Solace Meds, but it, it's kind of easy, like straight up. When you're when you're the product that Solace Meds got, easy to <laughs> have a big smile on your face. <clears throat> Some people like me can be a little uncertain about going into the dentist. And man, Green Mountain Dental just makes you feel right at home totally takes care of you. They'll hook you up with a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule your cleaning x-ray and exam today. But the biggest thing is they'll just take great care of your teeth. They'll take great care of you. Located just 15 minutes outside of downtown Denver over there in Lakewood. Check them out today at Green Mountain Dental Group. Uh, all right. Who else? Well, we didn't get a chance to talk about the starting pitching. Yeah, there, was, there it is. You had Julio Urias, Walker Bueller. Yeah. And Max Scherzer, three guys that could all justifiably get Cy Young Award votes. And all three of those guys were matched almost note for note by Rockies pitching. Like almost quite literally note for note. Julio Urias, six innings pitched, seven hits, four earned runs. What did Antonio Senzatella do? Six innings pitched, seven hits, four earned runs. Yep. Five strikeouts to three strikeouts. Urias had more. So boom, that's a match. You had on Wednesday night, Kyle Freeland goes six innings, three earned runs, five strikeouts. Max Scherzer, only five innings pitched, five earned runs, six strikeouts. That was, of course, today. Uh, but Wednesday night was Walker Bueller didn't get out of the fourth inning. Yeah. Gave up five earned runs. Yeah. And that's what Marquez ended up doing. He got into the fourth but couldn't go any further Same than thing, that. Yeah. But also gave up five runs. Both both offenses matched one another. Where yeah. on on keep feeling like it's it was a Friday night. Like I know, I keep wanting to say weekend. I know. I'm I like, okay, Friday night's weekend game. No. game. No, it wasn't. Tuesday night's game. Yeah. Rockies uh, go up two zip. Then it's two two Dodgers who immediately respond. Yeah. Rockies go silent. Fine. Dodgers get the next two. It's four two. 
then it's 4-4 Rockies. And that that ended up happening on yeah. Wednesday night before the Rockies were able to come through late, chip in, take the five-run lead and win 10-5. Same thing happened today where it was back and forth. Dodgers get the three runs on some weak sauce Straight off up. Freeland. The double from Pollock, okay, great. And then three consecutive singles that really weren't hit very hard, but end up putting up the Dodgers three zip. Freeland comes to the plate. It's 3-1 two-run single right. to tie it up. And it just kept going on and on like Pitchers that. Pitchers who rake. All series long. Yeah. With this back and forth. And, man, I, it, it's nice being a Thor in the Dodgers side. It, it really it's was. It's nice shutting their fans up, too, because they were quiet a lot, a lot of times, series. right? And there a were, lot. I, I did have a couple people because, of course, I, you know, a lot, a lot of us were tweeting out today. And, and I went back and looked, and I, I guess it was five runs. I missed one somewhere. But Max Scherzer had, in nine games with the Dodgers, given up only five runs combined. So to then give up five runs to the Rockies in five innings, and, of course, had a couple people throwing the Coors Field comments out there. And so that's why I'm glad you, you ran over what you just did. It's like, yeah, imagine pitching half of your games there. That's brutal, right? That's tough. If Max Scherzer, who's... One of the three best. Who are the three best pitchers of this generation? Of this last generation since we've been Kershaw, adults based, Kershaw, Verlander, Verlander Scherzer. Scherzer. That's yeah. ex- those were the exact. That's why I said who are the top three because those are the exact three names that came to my mind: Kershaw, Verlander, Scherzer. Right. Yeah. Garrett Cole's a little young. He's got maybe four years of. Yeah. Ace type yeah, stuff all, where the guys we're talking next. about are more like six to seven. Yeah, those are close to close to a decade. Same thing with Verlander. Yeah, none of those guys have good numbers at Coors Field. Nope. And I wonder sometimes. I, and I wrote a piece several years ago. I talked to John Gray about this for a little while, and he was very curious about what these other elite pitchers did at Coors Field. Because he was like, you know, we. <laughs> We have these adjustments, and we do all of this stuff, and and it's not just about what happens at Coors. It's about how different my slider moves when I go to Cincinnati or San Francisco or wherever. And to just look at it and go, Sensatella, a couple of weeks ago when I said on this show, Antonio Sensatella doesn't have the ability of, I don't know, 50 pitchers in Major League Baseball who are, are better technically than he is. But I don't believe that 40 of those 50 guys could do what Antonio Sensatella has done in his career at Coors Field. I do not know that Max Scherzer, in it, we have no way of knowing. Look, I'm not saying he'd have been a bum if he'd have played his whole career at Coors Field. What I'm saying is he might have been John Gray. Straight up. And I know that sounds crazy to people, but we don't know. His numbers are worse than that. Like you said, it's a six plus. Bueller know, doesn't want to pitch there. Jake Arrieta and Steven Strasburg stopped. We know what Mike Hampton and Denny Nagel. Again, pre-humidor, but that's that's a super small sample size, but it's something. That's always the problem is we always run into that super small sample size issue, right? Um, but One he, day, one day the Rockies will... got bad numbers at Coors. The Rockies will be in a position in which they're kind of the darlings and... They're going to have a, a great window of contention, kind of like they did in 17 and 18, and it looked like the window but was going to be last. open for two more years yeah. before it got squandered. And there's going to be, you know, maybe different leadership in charge, maybe a different owner, 
same family, but different owner right. in, in first name. <laughs> and Walker. there's going to be a pitcher out there that's going to say, yeah, I want the challenge. And it's going to be a trade acquisition at the deadline because the Rockies are going to maybe be the best team in the NL. I don't know how long it's going to be. I don't know if it'll be our lifetime, but someday there's going to be someone get going, the Granky or the screw Verlander it. Or the whoever. I'm coming. I screw want it. To do I'm going to do it. I, and I, I think you're right, but again, I ask myself this probably once a month, and today I asked myself this three times again. How underrated really were De La Rosa and Aaron Cook? It, it comes up again today because when you see guys like Max Scherzer struggle, and the entire outside world can do this, right? Everyone who saw my tweet about how Scherzer had given up so few runs, then he comes to Coors. He gives up five, and they go, ah, must be that ballpark. They go, Max Scherzer has to pitch at Coors Field once a year, one time, once, and never has to think about it again. The guys who have to pitch there half of their baseball games and still don't come out mentally defeated or with ERAs north of six, we're nowhere close to understanding how good those guys truly are. That's all. Yeah, it's a, this is a special group of pitchers that they have with or without John Gray next year. There's still going to be four of them, and there's going to be a new crop. In fact, little teaser, Pete Lambert. Good old Peter Lambert. Pete Lambert. He'll be making his first start since 2019 after having Tommy John surgery uh, in the middle of 2020. So he's coming back. You know, Maybe he's that fifth guy if, if Gray doesn't re-sign. You know, we know about Ryan Rawlson. Ryan Feltner probably needs a little more seasoning. Rawlson could be that guy. And then there's still even that next crop, as we said, with help Chris Oliveras, Chris McMahon. There are other guys that have that kind of potential that you can you can build up and, and can be a part of the next generation or at least the tail end of this. So All of it is trying to recreate John Gray. He will forever, and because Jorge De La Rosa was something else. I don't know that we'll ever see that again. They acquired him from outside the org. He'd had like four rough years pitching somewhere else at Baltimore and Kansas City, I think mostly. And then at 27, 28 years old, he comes to the Rockies and discovers himself. We may never, uh, we, KL, you and I will make the Jorge De La Rosa documentary one day. It, the story has to be told because we will never see anything like it ever again. JDLR. But the John Gray thing is repeatable. The prototype? The prototype. Is that his nickname? It is. John Gray, the prototype. Like early John Cena. Remember? Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, all right. Appreciate that. What, what do we got to wrap up on today, man? That was. Uh, and Ken, I hear you about Tough making loss. the case about why John Gray should leave, except here's the great thing. He doesn't want to. <laughs> and that's super bizarre. So maybe hang on. To Somebody that. wants to be here in, in Colorado. Somebody wants to be here. A pitcher, that's a starting wild. pitcher who's still, uh, he's kind of now on the other side of his prime, I guess, at 30. But does Dick Monfort recognize? And he did because he said it. He said, eh, hindsight, leaving, you know, let, up the letting DJ, DJ LeMahieu go yep. was the worst thing I could have done. So yep. does that mean now? Yep. He's going to be bringing John Gray back. Yeah, I think there's a 95. And is he going to be overpaying? Because now the agent knows. And again, that's that's a separate thing. That's, that's the not, agent gets involved. It's not John's problem. No, nope. I mean maybe John's got to let his problem. agent work there because John needs to get paid. But he deserves it, and he deserves because it. He's been underpaid his whole career. Right. As all guys who haven't reached free agency are. I suspect he'll continue to be underpaid. I suspect he will sign uh, one of those 
you know, four year, $80 million contracts. It's like, I, I think that could be a little high for him out there. I don't pro, know. Pro, pro, even then I, I could see if he signed a one year deal elsewhere, pitching really well and then getting and then something that, like that. Yeah, 580. I, yeah. But five, showing yeah, like, okay, you prove that you are really good at 460, 580. Yeah. You can like normalize it. Now you go, Oh, okay. This is what he looks like in a normal environment. Yeah. Yes, please. We want more of that. But he, he'll, he wants to come back here. He means more to them than he will to anyone else. And he wants to build here as well. He cares about that. And so that'll be it. Larry Walker, uh, by the way, as, as we get to celebrate Larry Walker here in a couple of days, one of the stories that's never told often enough about Larry Walker's career is that he did this exact thing. He built here. He, he, he built a, he built a house. No, he, well, he did uh, have a house. Here. Uh, he did have yeah. a house. He did. I think he might've built uh, it. He did. And I think a dead Looks body like a was thrown on the property. That, that, yes. <laughs> there, there's a whole, let's talk about it. No. Let's get into that. Let's get into that. We're going to uh, solve some crimes here on the next episode was that the contract, I believe the contract that Larry Walker was still on when he was traded was one that was negotiated in this type of fashion where the Rockies had not been good for a couple of years. He wanted them to be good again. He was a free agent. He wanted to stay and he signed for less. Basically they came out and reported and said, I signed for less money because I wanted the Rockies to have more money to spend on other free agents that they could go get so we could be good. Now that did not work out. (laughs) Let's, let's get to the end of the story and remind everyone that Larry Walker was traded and they were they were terrible for his final years here, but it's just you know there would be an interesting historical kind of circularity to retiring Walker's number and then a couple of weeks later announcing that John Gray has signed a cheaper hometown discount, not because just of the hometown because it's not really his hometown, but it's his it's his hometown for being here, right? Yeah. Um, not just because he likes it here, but because he wants the Rockies to be able to build and contend around him. Uh, I suspect we'll read a story like that before the off season is over. Yeah. And, and Walker, you know, still, still wishes nothing but the best for, I love when he talks about the Rockies. Home. And you're right. Yeah. He deferred $18 million in that. Is that what it was? Yeah. One off season to sign my Campton. So he's going to get celebrated this weekend. Make sure you get out to the ballpark to enjoy that there's also a series against the the washington nationals right after that on monday tuesday and wednesday i know they do something big uh for the fans who come out because that'll be the final game they'll walk around and kind of wave maybe take some pictures you know throw some uh, of the leftover giveaway items that didn't get given away into the crowd and uh and kevin gossman on sunday second start colorado kid here and also, does that factor the into Cy the Young. Cy Young Award How voting? Many guys? Corbin Burns is out there going, thank God I didn't have to pitch against the Colorado Rockies in the last two weeks. Whoever wins the National League Cy Young is going to be the person who didn't have to pitch against the Rockies in the last I two weeks. I think these starts are going to get like thrown out. Like, I worry Urias, about that, too. They're going to be like, that doesn't count. They get two more starts to make a difference, and I think that'll be really what gets kind of Corbin on. Burns. I want Corbin Burns now. <laughs> great third baseman, great owner. Oh, the different, different baseman. Cor- Burns. Oh, yeah. Oh man. Well, that was it. They didn't get them, but they got a chance to get the Giants. Uh, s- still messing with the the National League West here. 
the Dodgers can send a nice little gift basket over to Ed Hickox. I saw Stephen. Make sure you listen to the beginning of the show. We saw your comment about the uh, umpires. Check out the the beginning of the show. We got into it for sure. Uh, but there they go, man. Playing entertaining, quality baseball. You hope they keep it up against the Giants here. Finish the season on a strong note, and do. You know, as I wrote about, and I do hope people will subscribe and, and go and read, I, I believe that there's a lot more realistic incentive here to show the Rockies front office, here are the pieces we need to compete, as opposed to people saying, oh, if it had gone the other way, it would have proven to the Rockies that they need to completely redo everything. And as much as I'm, I love, I love your optimism out there, folks. I love your faith in the ability for the Rockies to completely change trajectory if they had just been bad enough. I tend to think... Yeah, probably not. And so off they go. Show what you have, but also what you don't. And maybe prove, I I believe that this final stretch is showing to the front office what they have to go get. You hope they receive the message. We'll see what Bill Schmidt has to say once the season's over. But for now, we'll enjoy the baseball games. Almost had them. Damn those Dodgers. So... Thanks for hanging out with us. Really appreciate y'all. Make sure you're joining us on social media at Drew Creaseman, at Patrick D. Lyons, at DNVR underscore Rockies. You're subscribing, as I said, to the DNVR.com for all the written content and the discounts and the big beer and the Discord channel and the free shirts and the high fives and the tailgate parties and the bar stuff and trivia night. We really do appreciate each and every single one of you for being absolutely awesome baseball fans out there. We promise to keep being absolutely Patrick Lyons and Drew Creaseman and Tech Boy Kale in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark.